Hello and welcome back to Small Talk. I'm excited to bring you this week's episode as we chat with the women's soccer duo from Penn State Barron. I'm your host, Katie Mucci. Each week on this show, we highlight the past and present of Division Three, with both current and former student athletes joining to talk about their experiences, their favorite on-campus spots, the craziest road trip stories, and more. For this episode, we've got Penn State Barron senior women's soccer player Molly Malachow and former player turned administrator Jill Yama, who serves as the senior woman administrator and sports information director. The two talk about their favorite postgame spot, how a team trip to California turned into winning prizes on The Price is Right, what they hope for the future of Division Three, and more. Thanks for joining this week. Now it's time for some small talk. Good morning. Hi, my name is Jill Yama. I am a former women's soccer player at Penn State Barron, and I'm currently the Senior Women Administrator and Sports Information Director at Penn State Barron. Hello, I am Molly Malachow, and I am a current Senior Women's Soccer Player at Penn State Barron. We're going to start with this on campus. We're going to talk about maybe the best spots you hang out, your favorite local restaurants, things like that. So Molly, I'll start with you and see what the current is. And then Jill, um, let us know if maybe some of those are the same spots you all hung out at in your team when you were a student athlete. Um, but yeah, Molly, what are what are kind of the, the spots to hang out, some restaurants you go to, talk about that. Uh, I think probably the biggest spot on campus, uh, probably Bruno's. That's where a lot of our student athletes go to, you know, eat lunch or uh, catch up between classes. It's really nice place to just study or you can really do anything there it's kind of like I don't know if there's a sh- like sheets or like a type of deco where you can just like order food or you guys where anyone's from but it's kind of like that you can just show up whenever you can order whatever you need to eat and you can get on your way go to class or you can stay there and study that's a pretty big place where people go also we just built a 28 million dollar recreational center that's um we have three new basketball courts and we have uh two levels of workout equipment so as an athlete i enjoy being there and so do all the other athletes on campus i know that when jill went here she obviously didn't get to experience that because that wasn't built yet but that's a very very big place for our athletes and non-athletes on campus yeah so it's funny the first thing on my list was also bruno's because if you're not at the soccer field playing with each other and not going to class. Um, The first thing we wanted to do was eat after practice. And so it would be there, or we also have um, a six mile long cannon called the Wintergreen Gorge. So if we also weren't conditioning there, you could also go there to hang out. Um, And then we were, as teammates, we try to get suites and live together. So we kind of just hung out all the time uh, in our suites or in the dorms or in the apartments um, if we weren't together and practice yeah I know um during preseason our coach likes to have us uh do a team hike together through the wintergreen gorge so that's a fun way to catch up with everyone after everyone moves back on campus and also meet the new freshmen awesome now thinking about off campus so travel how that went um we'll start with you this time Jill how did you all travel to stuff you're probably a bit regional with the games you're team the teams you're playing but um, were you guys getting any plane rides out anywhere? How many people were sleeping in those hotel rooms? Um, talk about your travel experience. 
Yeah, sure. No, we uh, were fortunate to take buses everywhere. I know um, with budgets right now, sometimes they're taking vans, like two vans, but we were by bus. And then I actually had asked the coach because he's still here, but I was like, coach, how many slept in a room? Because I don't think really we had, we had many overnights, um, but he was like, no, there was four to a room. And I think now it's maybe two, um, definitely by bus. Um, so we were fortunate to do that and, but no plane rides unless we were going to Europe or I also went to California with the team when I was a grad assistant. Um, so that's about it. Molly, what about you all? Uh, yeah, definitely all bus rides. Uh, like Jill said, we were fortunate enough to not have to um, fly anywhere. The only place I've ever flown with the team is to Europe. We went to Spain this past year. That was a really great experience. Um, we have only had two to a room. I've never, we've never had four to a room. So we usually just pair up with someone and then stay with them the whole time. That's nice. The other two interviews we've already done are all three to a room or more. So you're, you guys oh, wow. are living well over there at Penn State Barrett. And then road trip, do you guys get ro good road trip meals? Have those changed at all? Has it gone from fast food to healthier food? I know that was a theme in some other interviews of just more knowledge about nutrition, but um, how are the road trip meals and, and Jill, how do you start again? Goodness. Um, thinking back, probably the, the healthiest would be like subs. I don't even know. Subway was a thing back then. Um, pizza, something. I know McDonald's for sure. Cause I can remember waiting in line. Um, definitely not the healthiest, um, but uh, some more just fast food, uh, nothing like Chipotle or like that these days. How about you, Molly? Yeah, uh, definitely no McDonald's. I don't think our coach would love that. Um, lots of Chipotle, lots of subs. Uh, we love to go to Jimmy John's. Um, pizza as well, yeah. One thing we haven't talked about yet are academics. So what um, was your, what is your major Molly and what was your major Jill? And then if they are the same or they're similar, do you guys have any overlaps? Are there any professors that are around for both of you, things like that? So Molly, start out with you. I am a history major and I'd love to be a teacher and coach someday. I was, it was called business, liberal, liberal arts and science. So it was called Blask and they don't have it anymore. I think I've asked her, I'm like, is there still a Blask major? She could just like dabble in a bunch of things. So like MIS, Spanish and psychology were the three blocks in that. Um, and I've looked too, I'm pretty sure there's still some professors that we share. Um, uh, Dr. Nixon was one of my favorites. I'm pretty sure she's still here. If Molly, you take any psychology courses, um, but she taught this class, uh, Psych of Women, and it was just fascinating. Um, and I remember that class 100% and how much I loved it. Like she left an impact on me for sure. And then probably made me think, why am I not doing psychology as a major? But um, so I just had a bit of everything in my major, really. Yes, I do know Dr. Nixon. I've never had her personally for a class, but she's very present on campus and she's a great person, great professor. Um, I've heard nothing but great things about her. Uh, hopefully I get to take a class with her during my last year. We'll see. Um, yeah, uh, my, I think my favorite professor is probably Dr. Beeline. He is the head of the department and I've had him for 
multiple classes and he's a great professor, great guy. I think that all of our professors at Penn State Barron are so great with balancing academics as well as athletics. There's so many, like the athletic presence at Penn State Barron is very large and they're so accommodating and they work with you as well as they can. And it's been a great experience so far. There's rarely any issues. Now we're going to talk about some fun stories. So um, Molly, sticking with you, can you tell us your funniest or craziest but appropriate um, story during your time with the team? I think the craziest memory, we had a game last year. We were playing at Allegheny College and it was during the week and it was a, it was an evening game. So once the game was over, it was probably like 9 p.m. And we were all chatting with our parents after the game and then we were making our way to the bus and the bus just did not start and we had no way to get back to campus and so all of our parents had to work together to carpool all of us back back to campus and then we all met up back at uh, our our rec center and it was pretty hectic and crazy trying to find our way back home but we did so that's good I'm glad you made it how about you, Jill? Oh, man. There's a bunch of favorite memories. I have a couple written down. Like, we would do some silly chants before the game. Like, we had a crazy pregame ritual thing going on in this classroom in the old Erie Hall that is now rebuilt for Molly. But um, And then our AD shoveled snow off our field so we could play a postseason game. Um, so if you know anything about Erie weather, uh, it's pretty common. Um, and then we had this one player who – wore glasses but then she would take them off to play and we had this 6 a.m practice one morning and um she was like hey what's that other team doing out there and it ended up being deer because she couldn't see it. and we just thought it was the funniest thing that uh, she made that comment like who's another team and it ended up being just deer out in this field so just little things like that um strike me when i'm thinking about favorite memories and funny things that happened that's concerning but I'm glad that she had glasses for the rest of the time and I didn't wear them to play yeah I know <laughs> they didn't have the goggles back then I guess right maybe. right <laughs> Molly how about you so you said you're your funniest or craziest one but what about your favorite memory uh my favorite memory so like I said earlier in the interview we traveled to Spain um this past spring and our plan was to uh, drive up two hours north to Toronto, fly from there to Dublin, and then from Dublin to Barcelona. And we got to the Toronto airport and our coach was like, hey, like everyone come here. Like I, we, we have a change of plans. Um, something happened with the flight. I'm not sure it got like, changed or canceled or something. So we had to go on a different flight, which messed everything up. We then missed our flight from Dublin to Barcelona. So we actually got an extra day all in Dublin. So we got to take a bus tour and uh, go through the city and just like roam around. And we were not supposed to do that at all, but somehow we got an extra day there. So it was so fun. And I know that I'll remember that forever. And it was one of my favorite days ever. Awesome. And Jill, did you have any other memories you wanted to talk about? Um, Well, there was this one when I was a grad student, when we went to California. So I was fortunate to be able to go with the team, even though I was no longer on the team. Um, and also my roommate from college was, uh, on the trip and in California, we went on the prices, right. Um, and so actually my roommate got called down and was actually, um, 
on the show. So that's like just a funny, I saw my t-shirt that I bought there. Um, and we just talk about that every time how she won parting gifts and she still has this candle stand that she got. So that was really fun. That's incredible. I am very jealous of you. Um, the good old Bob Barker days, I'm sure. Right. It was. <laughs> awesome. So now we're going to, we're going to zoom out a little bit on this and just talk about division three. You guys were both division three student athletes. Um, so first let's talk about what it means to you to, to be or to have been a division three student athlete and what that experience has meant to you. And I'll stick with you, Jill, for this one. Yeah, sure. I mean, what I, when I think about division three, I mean, it definitely changed my life. Um, Right now, I have lifelong friends from this team. Um, it's also nice that I'm back at the place that I started. So as an alum and to be working here and then to be able to see Molly play and get to meet her and all the other, you know, alums that that will, will turn alums, but the former or current players, you know, um, I think it provided great academics and the whole student athlete opportunity. Um, I feel like I came out of my shell when I came to college. Um, so that was good. And I take pride too. So being an alum and working here, um, I have a lot of pride in, in what I do. So um, for me, you know, be, not everyone's fortunate to come back to the place they started. Um, but the athletic director that was here is still the same one. So, um, you know, now he's my boss. And so uh, it's just that that experience for me has, um, you know, definitely changed my life. It's impacted my career path and, and where I am. Yeah. Um... Growing up, I played for a pretty competitive club where there were there were girls that were going uh, D three, D two, D one. So I kind of got to see the spectrum of how all of their lives are currently going now, and everyone's doing so fantastic. But it's definitely um, a great decision for myself to have picked a D three school, just because I, you get to be involved in so many different things on campus and off campus, and you get to just have time to have been able to do so if you went, you know, a different route. Like Jill said, uh, the alum are so close. They're like a family and every year we get to do um, an alumni game and they all come back for a weekend and we get to play them. And it's just so crazy to see like the different generations of people who've played here before me and everyone is still so close and they talk to each other like they still live you know, in the dorms together. So it's crazy to see people come back like with their kids and their husbands. And then we all get to like go to dinner and meet up. So it's a really great experience. And I think especially uh, women's sports are growing so much. And I think D3 is just a great atmosphere and a great place to, great place to go. That's awesome. And maybe Molly, I know you are on national sack as well. Um, so maybe talk yes. about that a little bit with your your experience there being able to be a member of national sack along with being a student athlete and um how that's how that's happening and everything like that yeah so um this is my first year being on national sack um you know i've, I've grown up playing the sport my entire life so it's definitely it's different to see the side of it from like an administrative side and it's crazy to see how how things work on the other side because like seeing it from a different perspective you never like it's very hard to recognize what all goes into sports and what all goes into division three and it's so much and I'm so fortunate to be a member and I'm so honored to be able to learn and meet new people 
and it's a, it's a great opportunity to network with people and, and see how uh, new legislation is brought up. And thankfully, uh, this year we get a vote. So I'm excited to head to Phoenix in January and make some change. Yes, we will see you in Phoenix. Um, so the last question I have for you too, and Molly, I'll stick with you since we are kind of talking about your behind the scenes look at Division Three. Um, this is the 50th year. So this podcast is part of our 50th anniversary celebration. Um, and there are many more years to come for Division Three. So what do you see for the future of this division? And that's a pretty broad question, but maybe what do you see or what do you hope to see for the future of Division Three? Uh, for the future, I definitely just want to see it, the culture and the environment honestly stay the same. I think it's a great thing for um, people in college athletics. I think that it's a great environment and uh, being a part of it myself, this is my fourth year. I could not have made a better decision. And I'm, I know for a fact that I'm going to have lifelong friends and experiences that's, that are going to stay with me for the rest of my life. And I've met some of the best people and I hope that the future just continues with that and builds upon that and makes it the best that it can possibly be for all of the student athletes. Great. And Jill, how about you? We'll have you close us out. Yeah, for the uh, for the future, I really hope that Division Three grows, continues to grow, um, and I hope that they stay true to the identity of um, getting the dynamic student athlete experience. Um, and I also want to continue to emphasize uh, educating academics and, and topics such as diversity and equity. I think they're you know the NCAA is doing uh, a great amount of work in that area. So um, I would love to continue uh, educating on diversity and equity on just seeing division three grow. Cause it's such a great, um, it's such a great division. Uh, clearly I'm, I'm here and I've been here for, I, you know, even not at Barron, I went to Gettysburg or sinus Franklin and Marshall and Allegheny. And I just stuck at division three. I had no interest in um, any other divisions cause it's just where my heart is. So it's my passion, but um, I think there's a bright future for sure for division three. Great. We're glad to have kept you around all these years. Um, have you stick around us? Well, thank you to both for hopping on here and joining us this week. I um, had a great time hearing some of your stories and, and wish you nothing but the best this year. Obviously, you guys are very close to the beginning of the season starting. So thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank Thanks you so much for having us. To everyone listening, thanks for tuning into this episode of Small Talk. We'll be posting new episodes every Thursday. To follow along with everything Division 3, you can find us on social media at NCAD3 or NCADIII. Do you have any thoughts or questions for our next guests? Make sure to join the conversation with us by using the hashtag DIII50. Have a great day, and we'll see you for some more small talk next week.